0: Tonight, Pike rides again, the Mandalorian gets some new actors, and remember, two funny men. All that and more on this sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight! Here's our host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight, episode number seventy-six. Now, uh, I'd like to start saying, you know, things are going pretty okay here in Kansas. Of the county I'm in, you know, hasn't had any COVID nineteen cases. We're one of one of the few counties in Kansas. Uh, Oddly enough, we're between two counties that have a lot of them. Uh, Ford County, out in western Kansas, where all the meatpacking plants are. And uh, Sedgwick County, which has Wichita, which is the largest metropolitan area in the state. So, uh, you know, oddly enough, we we have none. Of course, I choose to believe that there's probably some out there that no one knows about. Anyway, uh, restrictions are starting to lift a little, you know, they've taken the, they've taken the lid off very slowly, but frankly, not enough people are wearing masks for my taste, you know, people, until we have a vaccine or a cure for this, we need to ensure that, you know, we don't spread anything around. So, you know, wearing, wearing masks, even though, you know, it doesn't seem like anyone around you is sick, is still essential until we have this completely contained, you know, Wait until wait until Pandora's box is closed before you, you take your hand off, you know? Uh, now, uh, I'd like to give a special shout-out to the guys over at Pop Goes the Culture. Uh, they're allowing me to boost the signal, so to speak, uh, and get this out in front of more people. So, you know, thanks, guys. Now, let's get on with the news. And uh, we begin Star Trek news... With, you know, the big news that has come out in the past couple days, the adventures of Anson Mount's Captain Pike won't end with Season 2 of Star Trek Discovery. CBS All Access has announced that that it has ordered Star Trek Strange New Worlds straight to series. Now, this show will follow Pike and the crew of the Enterprise in the decade before Captain Kirk officially took the reins of the NCC-1701. Now, returning will, of course, be Anson Mount as Pike, Rebecca Romaine as Una, a.k.a. number one, and Ethan Peck as Mr. Spock. Now, Akiva Goldsman will be writing the series premiere based on a story he co-wrote with Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Lumet. Kurtzman, Goldsman, Kurtzman, and Lumet. Now, that's a hard, hard name. That, 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 that'd even be a hard name if they were a, a, a law firm will serve as the uh, main executive producers with Henry Alonzo Myers, Heather Caden, Rod Roddenberry, and Trevor Roth, also serving as executive producers, and Aaron Byers, Alika Cooper, and Danny... and Davey Perez as co-executive producers. Yeah, again, it's... it's Star Trek by committee, and I still don't quite understand that, but it is what is. Akiva Goldsman in the statement, said, quote, This is a dream come true, literally. I have imagined myself on the bridge of the Enterprise since the 1970s. I am honored to be a part of this continuing journey along with Alex Henry and the fine folks at CBS, unquote. This makes the fifth new Star Trek series joining... Uh, joining Discovery, Picard, Short Treks, and Lower Decks. There are a couple more still in development, including a Nickelodeon series and a Section 31 series. CBS All Access will be getting a makeover with a new name. In a first quarter earnings call with investors, Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish so that the rebranding will happen, quote, as soon as CBS All Access expands to incorporate more of the company's cable brands and library programming. The streaming service already incorporates content from CBS and Paramount, but soon the service will bring in content from ViacomCBS's cable brands like Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, BET, Smithsonian, MTV, and Paramount Network. No definitive details on when a name change might be affected. Or when we'll get some more Trek content. You know, where's that lower deck series? Now, there's no specific word on when the lower well, when the lower deck series will arrive. And in an interview with Inverse.com, showrunner Mike McMahon said that quote I can't give you a specific answer on what that's coming out, on when that's coming out, but we're still working on it, and we're on track for when we have planned, which is this year. Unquote. Now, well, well, I guess that that's something. While we wait, we do have his other show, Solar Opposites, on Hulu. And uh, I, you know, if you have Hulu, go out and see it. It's very funny. It's kind of that Rick and Morty vibe, you know, when this time with uh, just aliens that are hanging out on Earth. Now, let's go on to uh, another vessel, Star Trek Voyager has a new novel coming out this October, in To Lose the Earth. Quote, As the crew of the full-circle fleet works to determine the fate of their lost ship, the Galen, a struggle for survival begins at the far edge of the galaxy. New revelations about Species 001, the race that built the biodomes that first drew the fleet to investigate Plant DK-1116, force Admiral Catherine Janeway to risk everything to learn the truth. Unquote. This book is written by Kirsten Uh I haven't really been reading the uh, Star Trek novels, you know, has as they've gotten more serialized. You know, I just don't have that kind of time on my hands. But uh, I I hear they're pretty good, you know. So uh, I guess you know someone should check it out. If if you want to check it out and write a review, uh, please send it in Multiverse Tonight at multiversetonight.com. Anyway, Patrick Stewart is echoing the hope for more Next Generation cast appearances in future episodes of Picard, telling Gold Derby, quote, in meetings when we talked about bringing in members of the Next Generation crew, that was one of the things I was most passionate about, which was not only only should Picard have changed during the 18 years that had passed, but the same has to be applied to Counselor Troy, to Commander Riker, to whoever it is. And by the way... I am very hopeful we will see more of the next generation crew before we say goodbye to Picard. And that is just what they did. And there's no better example than, the, than that episode. Unquote. You know, I, I really do hope. I really want to see just Wesley show up as the traveler. Picard, what are you doing? Shut up, Wesley. Anyway, Star Trek Online has announced the year of the Klingon with a new major multi part. 24/11 story, focused on the Klingons. Existing Klingon content will also be getting a much-needed overhaul. In a post on the STO website, quote, As part of this long-planned, face-of-the-game-changing story, we're taking a little time to focus on our most honorable allies. We love our Klingon content. Who doesn't love a story that involves descending into Grethor and fighting a god? But... A lot of it is old. It doesn't contain the technical improvements we've made to the game over the years. So we're spending time and resources to give these pieces of content visual and gameplay facelifts. Over the next 12 months, maybe more, you'll see new Klingon character models for some of our classic characters like Jempok, updated skins for the classic Klingon ships like the Bird of Prey, new environments, and cutscenes to refresh this old but beloved content, unquote. Well, I'm grateful to see that. I mean, they they really need some new content at the moment. I'm, I'm getting bored. You know, I love the game dearly. I'm a lifetime member. But, you know, playing the same, same thing over and over again just gets repetitive. You know, unless it's Animal Crossing. I love that game to death. Anyway... Let's go on to the Star Wars news. Let's uh, start Star Wars news with happy anniversary to the Empire Strikes Back. The arguably best part of the original trilogy turns 40 this week. It opened in theaters on May 21st, 1980. Made on a budget of $18 million, it went on to gross $547.9 million by the end of its run. It was re-released with a special edition back in 1997, which I think is the only time I've actually seen it in theaters. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the special edition as much as the original edition. Sue me. Uh, the Mandalorian will have a visit from the original man in the Mandalorian armor, Boba Fett. The Bounty Hunter will be making an appearance in the second season of the hit Disney Plus series, with Boba being played by Tamara Morrison, who portrayed Jengo Fett in Attack of the Clones. Also, reportedly cast for Season 2 is Katie Sackoff. According to SlashFilm.com, Katie will be appearing as Mandalorian leader Bo-Katan Krazi, who Katie has voiced in both the Klingon War- uh, Clone Wars and Rebels animated series. According to the site, Sakoff and Lucasfilm are keeping the news under wraps. Well, not t- very tightly, though. Also cast is actor Timothy Oliphant. His character is completely unknown at this time. So, well, I guess there's uh, something to be held under wraps. Disney uh, Dave Filoni will be returning to the director's chair for The Mandalorian's second season. Filoni, all, who also serves as execs producer, directed the first and fifth episodes of the first season, will be directing just one episode this season. Speaking with Deadline, he said, quote, I just did one episode this coming season. I'm really excited about it. I wrote it and directed it. So you know that that'll be a fun thing for me. And I've been learning from Jon Favreau. He's a great mentor. You know, to be in that situation in a live action show with someone like him and a fantastic team of people it's a really fortunate place for me to land because you're with people that can really help you and realize the things that you're trying to do story-wise, unquote. Now, let's go on to the geek news. CBS has picked up the Silence of the Lambs sequel series, Clarice. Now, Clarice will follow Agent Starling six months after the events of the movie have taken place. Here's what the official press release says. Quote, Clarice from from acclaimed executive producers Alex Kurtzman and Jenny Limit and starring Rebecca Breeds from Pretty Little Liars in the title role is a deep dive into the untold personal story of brilliant and vulnerable FBI agent Clarice Starling as she returns to the field in 1993, six months after the events of The Silence of the Lambs. Cal Penn, Nick Sandow, Michael Kudlitz, Lucia de Oliveira, and Devin A. Tyler also star. Alex Kurtzman, Jenny Lemmett, and Heather Cadeen are exec producers for MGM Television and CBS Television Studios in association with Secret Hideout. Aaron, be- Aaron Byers is a co executive producer. Not the first time the Hannibal story events have been touched upon, of course. NBC did Hannibal, which took place in and around the events of the first novel in the Hannibal series, Red Dragon. Stephen King's 2014 novel, Revival, will be getting a big screen adaptation from Mike Flanagan and Trevor Macy, the guys behind last year's Dr. Sleep adaptation. Flanagan is writing the script and might possibly direct. The novel centers around the relationship between a heroin addicted musician and a dubious minister with an unknown agenda. No word on uh, when uh, and if, you know, any, produ- any uh, further d- details on that. Jerry Bruckheimer is bringing back National Treasure, this time for TV. If it's given a go, it would be to Disney+. Plus. Now, Mr. Bruckheimer told Collider, quote, We're certainly working on one national treasure for streaming, and we're working on one for the big screen. Hopefully they'll both come together and we'll bring you another national treasure. But they're both very active. The one for Disney+, Plus is a much younger cast. It's the same concept, but a young cast. The one for theatrical would be the same cast, unquote. He went on to tell uh, Collider that the pilot script and season outline have been presented to Disney Plus. So uh if the TV season TV series goes forward, you know, w- doesn't look like we'll get Nicolas Cage unless you know there's a, a cameo in there. Uh so this sounds either like a prequel series or maybe a total reimagining. You know, so uh, which would you rather see? Would you would you rather see a, a reimagined national treasure on Disney Plus, or would you rather see National Treasure 3 with Nicolas Cage? That's that's the the fifty fifty thousand dollar question. If I had fifty thousand dollars. A Disney Plus series based on the Percy Jackson series of books is currently in the early stages of development, according to author Rick Reardon. In a statement, he said, quote, hey Percy Jackson fans, for the past decade, you've worked hard to champion a faithful on-screen adaptation of Percy, Jackson, Percy Jackson's world. Some of you have even suggested it would be a great series for Disney+. Plus. We couldn't agree more. We can't say much more at this stage, but we are very excited about the idea of a live-action series of the highest quality following the storyline of the original Percy Jackson 5-book series, starting with The Lightning Thief in Season 1. Rest assured that Becky, his wife, and I will be involved in person with every aspect of the show. There will be much more news in the future, but for now, we have a lot of work to do. Buckle up, demigods! It's going to be a fantastic, exciting ride. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, whatever series uh, develops will have a much better reception than than the uh, movie got. Yeah, I can't feel sorry for that movie. Now uh, Disney Plus is uh, playing, uh, playing, uh, juggling here and moving around the release dates of some big movies. Avengers: Infinity War is coming to Disney Plus on June 26th. Solo: A Star Wars Story is coming on July 10th, and Ant Man and the Wasp will debut on Disney Plus on August 14th. Now. Uh, to someone, something everyone wants to see, Disney Plus has announced that a filmed production of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton will hit the streamer on July 3rd, over a year before it was slated to be released to theaters. In the statement, Mr. Miranda said, quote, I'm so proud of how beautifully Tommy Kail has brought Hamilton to the screen. He's given everyone who watches this film the best seat in the house. I'm so grateful to Disney and Disney Plus for reimagining and moving up our release to July 4th weekend of this year. In light of the world turning upside down, I'm so grateful to all the fans who asked for this. and I'm so glad that we're able to make it happen. I'm so proud of this show. I can't wait for you to see it. Unquote. Now Disney paid seventy-five million dollars for the rights to this filmed rendition, and there are still plans for a fully produced big screen version, but that's not in the, in the immediate future. You know that's somewhere you know probably mid midway on their on their deck of of projects. Now let's close out this podcast, remembering those who have left us in the uh, past couple of weeks or so. First off. Fred Willard passed away on May 15th from natural causes. Fred was popular for acting as an affable but goofy character and he was more he has more than 311 Acting credits to his name, appearing in everything from TV shows like Get Smart, Laverne and Shirley, Fernwood Tonight, America Tonight, The Love Boat, Fame, Married with Children, Roseanne, Sister Sister, Lo- Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Mad About You, Hercules, The, L- the Simpsons, King of the Hill, Bond Family, Family Guy, and much much more. His last TV role will be on the uh, on will be on the series Space Force. He starred in such movies as Silver Streak, Fun with Dick and Jane, This is Spinal Tap, Waiting for Guffman, Idle Hands, Austin Powers' A Spy Who Shagged Me, Best in, sh- and Best in Show, for which he was nominated for five awards, winning two. He also was in A Mighty Wind, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Wally, e Mascot, and many, many more. His final film role in 2018's The Bobby Roberts Project. He is survived by his daughter and grandson. He was 86 years old. We also would like to remember Jerry Stiller, comic and father of Ben Stiller. He was half of the husband and wife comedy team of Stiller and Mara and portrayed Frank Costanza's dad on Seinfeld and the dad of the, on The King of Queens. He also got to act with his son in films like Zoolander, Zoolander 2, and The Heartbreak Kid. He died of natural causes at the age of 92. We also lost Lil' Richard, one of the pioneers of rock and roll. Lil' Richard came to prominence in 1956 with Tutti Frutti and followed that up with songs like Long Tall Sally, Rip It Up, Lucille, and Good Golly Miss Molly. Born Richard Wayne Penniman on December fifth, 1932, in Macon, Georgia, he became a teen idol. In 1986, he became one of the first ten inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and won a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 1993 Grammys. Now, MST3K fans will remember him for his appearance in the Catalina Caper episode. Little Richard passed away from bone cancer in Nashville, Tennessee. He was... 87 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute to the show, uh, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our Coffee Patreon, and now glow.fm links as well or just go over to Multiverse Tonight and hit the support me link at the top of the page. And be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out the affiliate marketplace links, the link to the Public store, now with masks, show notes, and so much more. If you're a subscriber, be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, Leave us with some nice feedback and let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the Sci-Fi Edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with or two days with the comic book edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions.